0: Today is Tuesday, February 14th, 2023, and the White House finally rules out aliens in UFO crisis, but still no real answer. Train derailments become the next Biden disaster. Inflation comes in red hot, and Cash Patel joins the show. Maybe Cash can tell us about the aliens. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Breaking exactly a few minutes before we went live here, ladies and gentlemen, the inflation numbers are in for January. Inflation surged. 6.4 percent higher than expected. So these are not good signs for people that are blowing out their budgets, people that are hoovering money into the U.S. economy, blowing it out of a leaf blower. This is exactly what happens. And this is going to be more pain for American consumers because the Fed is going to respond here by, again, cracking the back of inflation. And there's only one tool. It's a hammer and everything is a nail. And the only Tool they have is raising the interest rate. So there's going to be more interest rates raised on people that are already having struggling to afford their mortgages. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this number is shockingly high considering the fact that this uh, interest rate raising and hikes have been going on for the better part of a year. Now inflation came in hotter than expected in January stoking fears the Federal Reserve will become more aggressive. January reading of the consumer price index closely watched and measured as the inflation uh, of everyday goods and services rose 6.4% compared to the same time a month ago. The decline marked the seventh straight month that prices have fallen year over year, but the monthly basis price increase of 0.5% in December, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics on Monday, core inflation, a measure which excludes volatile food and energy prices, rose 5.6%. So let me ask you a question, dear viewer. Uh, Are your prices going up or down? In the grocery store are your prices going up or down at the fuel pump if you're booking a flight or a hotel are those prices higher or lower does it feel as though inflation is waning no of course not and that's what the consumer price index is judging how's about a cost of a dozen eggs where you live uh i can tell you in in tampa florida uh, and my wife went grocery shopping yesterday I mean, if we can find eggs, because a lot of the eggs shelves are empty, you're looking at, I mean, close to a buck an egg, close to $1 an egg here in Tampa, Florida. Uh, The breaking news on inflation, very important because, well, quite frankly, our nation is run by idiots and the value of our dollar is the value of your work. It's the value of your labor. It's measured in dollars. So we should actually really care about what a value, the value of a dollar is worth. So this stuff is big news. Watch.
1: Headline year over year number hotter than expected, guys. Six point four percent headline inflation is going the other direction. We're going up again. Remember, we've been going down for six months. Now we're going up six point four percent.
0: So not good. Not good. Maybe the inflation is six point four percent because we passed trillions of dollars worth of infrastructure spending. And then there's an American Chernobyl. You can't even keep our trains on the tracks. There have been three more train derailments. We're going to cover all of them, uh, uh, including some more horrifying details of what's happening in East Palestine, Ohio. But first, ladies and gentlemen, why are we seeing these inflationary spirals? Well, maybe it's because the idiots who run our country absolutely do not have any concept of what things cost. When was the last time that Joe Biden drove himself anywhere? Ask yourself that question. Would you feel comfortable if Joe Biden was driving on the road? And if he was driving on the road, would he have a box of class five documents in his trunk? Of course he would. When was the last time that Joe Biden booked himself a plane ticket? When was the last time that Joe Biden covered any of his bills? We know from Hunter Biden's laptop that Joe Biden's bills are covered by Hunter Biden and his Chinese grift and his Ukrainian blood money. So Joe Biden doesn't pay for anything. None of these people pay for anything. I am deeply in favor of a bill that would force every single politician in Washington, D.C. to pump their own gas and to buy their own groceries. And it needs to be live streamed for all of us to see the look on their faces. The problem is that you have a Hunger Games scenario here where you have the capital city where everyone's dressed like Sam Smith, everyone's uh, walking around in black balloon outfits uh, or dressed as, as, as obese Satan, and you don't have any functional understanding of what is happening in the real world. This is, uh, this is absolutely symmetric with what we're seeing in East Palestine, Ohio, what we're seeing across flyover country all throughout America, what we're seeing on our southern border, and what we're seeing with the fentanyl crisis. So you're also seeing it with the shoot down of UFOs. Did you know that the Air Force fired a $400,000 missile and missed in their attempt at shooting down a UFO uh, over Lake Huron, Michigan? So this small metallic balloon was gunned down near Michigan. It had a payload underneath, and it flew over sensitive sites, and the F-16 shot a $400,000 missile at it and missed. And then, more importantly, they don't know where the missile went. What? Who's running this country? What's, what's, What's going on? The small metallic balloon... This according to the Daily Mail that is floating near Michigan reportedly cost the U.S. government nearly a million dollars worth of missiles to shoot down. The U.S. Air Force F-16 missed on its first attempt to shoot down the balloon floating over Lake Huron. It fired a second Sidewinder AIM-9X missile and then hit the target, Fox News reports. Each Sidewinder missile cost $400,000, so they weren't able to shoot down this balloon or whatever they shot down. Uh, and it is strange. We now have the communications from the jet pilot. Uh, this is being reported. The jet pilot saying, uh, doesn't know what the hell this thing is as he's trying to shoot it down. Have a listen. Uh,
2: there's uh, some kind of object that's suspended in the air. It's hard to tell. It's pretty small. I cannot see it up there my eyes. You know, you know, I just can't see it with my eyes with the glare the content. It's so small, but looks like a black works a little better. As well. It's metallic or what, and there's, uh, I can see like lines coming down below, but I can't see anything below it. It's definitely smaller than a car. It's on like kind of like the north side, even though know, the sun's up there to the south. It's kind of like a, a blackish, I'm going to call it like a container. I can't really tell though what the shape is. One, or 1730 feel of the eater. The only thing is just the size of it. It's just so slow and so small, and you can't see it and it's so close. I'd be worried about hitting it before you know it was uh, pretty good uh, visual on that path. It's like a octanea shape, uh, I'm going to call it a balloon. You can definitely see strays hanging down below, it, but I don't see anything below it. It's pretty small, uh, I don't know, size of like a hole or something. Uh, just to give it a shot, if we I mean, got plenty of time with the lake, but, uh, yeah, just, but we can pull off and read it.
0: So this pilot was face to face with the UFO, and I wouldn't really call it a balloon. The pilot says, and you can hear some scratchy audio there, but you know that's what you get when you're flying an F-16, 20,000 feet above the surface of the Earth. I can see it outside with my eyes, so it was visible to the naked eye of the pilot was trying to grapple with what to do with this object in front of him it looks like something there's some kind of object that's distended it's hard to tell it's pretty small he says in muffled audio that is about the size of a car so what is this size of a car that is metallic but the pilot saying he wouldn't really call it a balloon I can see it outside with my eyes though so uh, available to the naked eye and people were uh, explaining seeing it from the ground we played you the unconfirmed footage of it yesterday uh, as it was sort of hovering over lake michigan there again ladies and gentlemen uh we want to approach this kind of stuff with extreme skepticism there are so many reasons that the government would wish to have you believe that ufos are suddenly entering our airspace and that everyone should pay attention to the aliens that are coming in to uh invade us pay no attention to the box of classified documents with the hookers and blow on top of it, shoved down Hunter Biden's pants. Pay no attention to the fact that I have been squirreling away classified documents to sell them to the highest bidder. My name is Joe Biden. Pay no attention to our economy in collapse, to our trains beginning derailed, and to the, all the poisonous, poisonous toxins being shoved into your child's drinking water. Pay no attention to those things. Look at the UFOs. We did a sort of a deep dive yesterday into Project Bluebeam and the curious case of this conspiracy theory, so-called, uh, but all of the groundworks of a you know a, a psyop uh, against populations that has been run by the uh, and proposed by uh, American intelligence agencies in order to get uh, various populations to stop believing what they're believing. the uh, The idea goes like this: Project Bluebeam is a uh, tool, a technical tool, which will project the second coming of Christ or a religious figure in the sky, the world will see it, they'll use satellites to do this, the world will see it, and then it will dissolve all religion, and everyone will be part of one world government, right? And, th- and then that's how you get the Antichrist. So that's that's what the theory is. However, uh, and you can check this video out, it's very interesting to go through like like the capacities that the government actually has. People like Paul Krugman openly talking about how valuable it would be to have a fake alien invasion for him to get the Green New Deal and for him to get like unlimited government spending and unlimited military spending. And more importantly, how, how you, you know, you wouldn't necessarily have to project something in the sky. You could just tell everyone that there's all these UFOs that are coming in. We're shooting them down uh, and everyone needs to be scared. And now we need to not care about the inflation. We don't care about the deficit. We need to just blow out government spending forever and ever and ever. And everyone in Washington gets rich and your communities get poor and your communities get poisoned with chemicals. I mean, that, that's sort of the idea. Now, we went into um, uh, LRAP, like the, the military technology to actually project voices into your head. It's called the, the voice of God. It's very, very interesting stuff. The military actually does have uh, LRAP technology where they can use a cone to hit directly individuals. And they use this actually in Iraq to communicate like with individuals and to send voices into their head through extremely pinpointing through extreme pinpoints of sound waves. And they were able to actually mess with insurgents and people like that, or to get people to stop driving trucks with bombs in them by pinpointing sound waves directly at them. That's called the voice of God back in the nineties. The CIA was messing with a plot to project Allah over Baghdad and have Allah, this is a real thing, it's in the Washington Post, you can go check it out, have Allah be projected over Baghdad and Allah was going to give a message to the people of Iraq that they need to kick out Saddam Hussein. Real, real facts, ladies and gentlemen, real facts. So this kind of stuff, like messing with people through fake news, like this is stuff that the government does. They have lied to you about so many different things. Uh, Again, Tucker Carlson straight up has CIA whistleblowers saying that we lied about the Kennedy assassination and Watergate. Uh, And so, you know, be cautious when it comes to this UFO stuff. All right. Just be cautious. That's all I'm saying. All right. The White House is straight up saying it's not aliens, which is interesting. It's like when you hear someone from the White House say, hey, don't think about pink elephants. Don't think about pink elephants. Don't think about pink elephants. The first thing you do is think about pink elephants. So there's like some uh, some subversion here but the white house was straight up saying these are not aliens these are not extraterrestrials wink wink think about aliens think about the ufos alien invasion pay no attention to hunter biden's laptop or the epstein list or joe biden's classified documents watch
3: I just wanted to make sure we address this from the White House. I know there have been questions and and concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Again, there is no indication of aliens or terrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Wanted to make sure that the American people knew that, all of you knew that, uh, and it was important for us to say that from here because we've been hearing a lot about it. Um, I, I, I'm not, us? <laughs> I'm just, you know, I loved ET the movie, but I'm, I'm just going to leave it there.
0: Oh my goodness. Oh my. We need the nuclear cringe alert. We really do. We need the mushroom cloud cringe alert. John Kirby, greasy, the greasy little Pentagon liar was also dragged in to tell you, Hey, there's no extraterrestrials in our skies. Pay no attention to the ones on the ground.
4: My understanding is that uh, the top officials at the Pentagon, when asked explicitly if uh, they were ruling out any kind of extraterrestrial presence, said they weren't ruling anything out. And yet, at the beginning of today's briefing, albeit with her usual winning smile, uh, Ms. Jean-Pierre <laughs> seemed to rule
5: out any extraterrestrial activity.
1: I don't think uh, the American people need to worry about aliens with respect to these craft, period. I don't think there's any more that needs to be said there. On the-
0: so now we're finding out that last fall we also had spy balloons that you didn't know about. Your government lies to you. Your government lies to you. Your government lies to you. And they lie to you and they don't care actually about your security at all. The government is now announcing that Chinese spy balloons flew near U.S. military bases in the Mideast last fall but stayed far enough away that the military decided not to shoot them down. Isn't that nice? The balloon originated in or close to China, a senior U.S. official said, New York Times, and traveling again with prevailing winds uh, and had its own propulsion system, the military tracked the balloon uh, from Asia to the Mideast. Oh, how nice. Presumably flying over plenty of areas that have some type of combat treaty with the United States where we could have shot it down, but then we allowed it to fly directly over our military bases. Again, the military over, uh, like run by... Mr. Panda Express himself, Mark Milley. So this guy is the one who called China in order to alert them of America's military plans during January 6th and before uh, this guy's a traitor and he should be in shackles in Guantanamo Bay. So in summary here, four UFOs shot down over the last eight days. One of them was a Chinese spy balloon. One of them was a metallic cylindrical shape that was shot down in the Yukon Territory. One of them, we just played you the footage from the cockpit, is some type of strange size of a car, but not a balloon with a payload, descending uh, that needed a needed million dollars with American missiles to shoot out of the sky over Michigan. And then one of them was blown up on the coast of Alaska, near a place called Dead Horse, Alaska, which sounds like an awesome town. Sounds like a great saloon town. Now, what's curious is that none of the debris from any of these balloons have been found. Isn't that curious? Isn't that interesting? So the US government is not able to show any of that debris to the public. Once again, they're lying to you. Of course, they found the debris. Of course, they were able to go get it. They got it and they're oogling it right now. They know exactly what this stuff is. And they're scared that if they told you that these were Russian balloons or that these were balloons from other nefarious countries like Iran and that they had like, I don't know, EMP or nuclear weaponry on them, and this was this was them like this was a direct threat to you and your life uh, that you would punish them uh, at the polls. So these people are once again lying to you. There is no doubt in my mind. Someone is going to really have to explain to me uh, how it's not possible that the United States government can go and hunt down every single person that was in uh, 200 square miles of the Capitol on January 6th who may also have owned a MAGA hat. And then put you in jail, but they can't find a giant hunk of debris that has fallen to the earth. Yeah, don't think so, especially inside of a, like a sparsely populated area. It's not going to be difficult to find this, this stuff. All the reconnaissance and all the satellites. No, it's absolute BS. They know exactly what these things are. They have the material and they are lying to you about it. They're hoping you don't notice. Just like in East Palestine, Ohio, Pete Buttigieg, who is our transportation secretary is cravenly and viciously ignoring the pain, suffering, and possibly the largest economic and environmental disaster in my lifetime on the continental United States. This is unequivocal. If there was an oil spill, and if it was off the coast of California, then every single news camera on planet Earth would be videotaping little penguins or little birds that are covered in oil, every effing one of them would go there and would roll for 24 hours straight the oil slick and show you the seals that are covered in oil. But if there are children inside of a red state, inside of a, con- a county that voted 75% for Donald Trump that are covered in vinyl chloride, then those people get zero coverage. is making my blood boil. I am from this part of the country, technically, right? Iowa, Midwest, like kind am very similar type of a vibe. Across the Midwest, this kind of anyone from the farm, anyone from farm country and flyover country, this is starting to make your blood boil because it's little towns like East Palestine, Ohio, that has 4,700 residents at it, that have 500 private homes, that has one high school, one elementary school, 32 small businesses, 12 restaurants, three city parks. It's little towns like that that le- that legitimately make this country work, that make the patchwork of this country. It's little places like that where people actually protect their environment because they're sustained by their environment. And it's craven lunatics and jack wagons like Pete Buttigieg, diversity hire, Pete Buttigieg, craven little rat who doesn't care about these people and actually, quite frankly, he may, may have just signed their death warrants. Pete Buttigieg yesterday made a large public appearance and what was he concerned about? He wasn't concerned about the lives in East Palestine, Ohio. He was concerned about how many workers on construction sites and the amount of melanin in their skin based on where their ancestors come from. What a
4: lunatic. Watch. To work with your contractors, uh, to work with your community colleges on building a workforce that reflects the community. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a, a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, you know, doing, doing the g- good paying jobs don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth g- gaps in this country if we can tear down
0: those barriers. But that happens at the delivery level. Uh, So while small children – there's a high school and an elementary school in East Palestine, Ohio. While small children are being poisoned by the incompetence of this man, he's talking about white construction workers and how there are way too many white construction workers. He also made a cringe joke about a Chinese spy balloon. He was literally laughing about the failures, security failures of this administration. Watch.
4: It's had its challenges. Right. Uh, I mean, if you look at what the American transportation systems have faced in the last two or three years, partly because of the pandemic, we've faced issues from container shipping to airline cancellations. Mm -hmm. Now we got balloons. That's right. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. You know, what's not hilarious is the fact that vinyl chloride when it becomes aerosol, turns into a extremely deadly toxin, and that deadly toxin floated over the entire state of Ohio and Pennsylvania. And then these people are told to go back to their homes when there are dead fish floating all throughout the water, where when chicken farmers, for instance, are having all their chickens die. As soon as they did the controlled detonation of this train... And just to, just to summarize here, a fifty car train was derailed in East Palestine, Ohio. Inside of four of those cars was vinyl chloride, which is a deadly toxin that is used to make PVC pipe and plastics. But in its in, in, in its non plastic form, it is deadly. It also boils at the temperature of eight degrees Fahrenheit. So it is a something that when the train cars break because they do not have the type of security systems that are required. And the entire reason for all this happening is because the, the trains brakes went out. So these trains are clearly not functioning on the track correctly. Well, then what you get is a situation where you where you need to take care of this stuff. So the easiest way to take care of something like this and, and spill like this is to light it all on fire to get it up out of there, but as the people are admitting, what they did is they, by doing this, by lighting on fire, they nuked Ohio. They nuked this town. They destroyed these people's lives. This is not some posh community. This is a working-class community filled with regular, normal people. One of those people were on Fox News yesterday, talking to Jesse Waters, had this to say.
1: Now, have you noticed anything crazy? Uh, People are seeing all kinds of wild stuff. Does it smell funky? Uh, Is the water all murky? What are you seeing? Well, the water, it's hard to see because there's a lot of hazmat employees and, and people still cleaning it up. But as far as the smell, that's definitely present. I was I can't today where we are right now at my shop. This is the first time I've been here in a week. And I was here five minutes and i had a headache i have a headache right now and you can smell it anyone who comes here who hasn't been here can smell it your cameraman smelled it oh my god and it gives you a headache he'll probably have one yeah it's not and then my house is just across the track the tracks are right behind me on the other side of that wall there's a crick then the, then the train and my house is on the other side of that and it smells too and you can't spend a lot of time here without feeling like crap and my question is why if it's okay if it's safe and all these people say it's safe, if it's so safe and OK, then why does it hurt?
0: If it's so safe and OK, why does it hurt to breathe air and drink water? This is Chernobyl. This is American Chernobyl, and it looks like Chernobyl, actually. Chernobyl is, of course, the Ukrainian town that through total and complete state incompetence had a meltdown of their nuclear reactor. It exploded. It didn't need to explode, but it exploded due to p- political hubris and the stupidity of those in charge. And then everyone suffered because they were locked down in their town and everyone died because they locked the town down to try and get people to shut up. And this is precisely what's happening right now inside of this poor, sweet little town. Man, my heart goes out to this town. There is a uh, man who represents this town. His name is J.D. Vance. He is a populist hero. He comes from small Communities like this, working class communities like this that have their own problems and don't need uh, a Vanguard, which is the company that owns Norfolk Southern, to drive poisonous chemicals through their town and then blow them up. And did you know this, man, if you, if you want your blood to boil like vinyl chloride, uh, did you know that Norfolk Southern is only going to pay this town $25,000 for this disaster, meaning that's $5 a resident? So you get poisoned to death. That man can't go to work without his head hurting. Who knows what the long-term effects will be on that poor soul and all of the children who live here and everyone who lives here. And you get five bucks for it. J.D. Vance was pissed and he was on Tucker show last night. Listen.
4: I think that the entire country, the media complex, the leaders of this country have decided to disregard the people of East Palestine. If you look at the way that this story has been covered, if it's been covered at all, it's about how, you know, there are, there are poor people in East Palestine who have been victimized by this disaster. Well, of course, that's true. But you want journalists asking tough questions about what's going on. You want to know, for example, what level of vinyl chloride is actually acceptable in the water? I've been trying to get an answer to that question for days. I haven't been able to get an answer to it. Why is vinyl chloride being or showing up in the Ohio River in West Virginia and Cincinnati, hundreds of miles away from where this accident took place? There are a lot of questions, and we don't unfortunately have a media that's actually interested in asking those questions and answering them.
0: Why isn't that? What a, What an interesting point that J.D. Vance is making. So you're getting vinyl chloride showing up in the water in Pittsburgh, downriver, from East Palestine, Ohio, Cincinnati. I mean, the Ohio, the Ohio River is massive. And this mushroom cloud floated over the entire state. I'm going to show you the mushroom cloud in just a second. So this is the largest environmental disaster possibly in American history, certainly on the ma- in mainland America. It is done explicitly through the incompetence of our transportation secretary and our own EPA, Run by these supposed environmentalists. What happened to these environmentalists? Where are they on this issue? Their balls fall off? Absolutely. You ever seen how Pete Buttigieg and Joe Biden walk? Of course, they have no balls. But these guys, these guys, and their little ankle biting apparatchiks inside of the Sierra Club, inside of all of these radical cultist climate groups, where the hell are these people? They're too busy throwing soup on paintings? of monet and they can't go here and actually defend these people why is it why does it fall to conservatives it's only conservatives talking about this what the hell is going on here but we're suddenly the environmentalists yes actually because we're humanists and we don't see human value of human lives as expendable it was never about the environment if it was about the environment the red cross and fema would be on this site right now and these people would be getting taken out of the town instead of being shoved back into the town when we are unsure if we are poisoning them. These people hate human life. They hate animal life. The only thing that they actually want is power and power eternal. And this doesn't give them power because it's not happening inside of a place where they can extort it like Flint, Michigan. Funny, you, all you heard day and night was about the water quality in Flint, Michigan. What was going on in Flint, Michigan? Well, it's a Democrat community And they can leverage the pain and poverty of that community in order to get talking points and in order to hopefully win in Michigan. That's what that was all about. And oh, by the way, those people are utterly forgotten about and thrown to the side as soon as their political usefulness is over. They're not going to win anytime soon in Ohio, so they're just going to continue down the path of ignoring this story. These people don't believe in anything. These people are craven suicidal lunatics. And they want a worse life for you. And when there's an actual environmental disaster that everyone should be outraged about, they say nothing. Silent as the grave that they wish to put the children in in East Palestine, Ohio, by saying the water is safe. Watch
6: at the area. Well, and groundwater are safe. However, after this couple saw dead fish in this creek that you're looking at, they're deciding to not take any chances.
5: Uh, there was hundreds.
6: Russell Murphy is referring to the fish now belly up in Leslie Run. He and his wife noticed them last night, barely 48 hours after the fiery derailment five miles away.
7: This is huge,
5: huge environmental effects.
6: That's now one of many concerns the EPA now faces.
4: The impact of the fish, yes, there was a, a impact to those. However, the levels as we have seen it are protective to groundwater, We are aware there are some wells along that for residential wells.
6: Environmental cleanup crews were at and actually in that water today. So are these booms, which are used to catch and stop anything that shouldn't be flowing here or into water wells, which Murphy uses for just about everything.
0: So there are reports that people's chickens are dying after this controlled burn. The chickens are just dropping dead. Healthy chickens. All these people have farm animals that need this water and they're going to put up a little sheet of plastic. Do you know what these chemical particles look like? Do you know how small they are? And you're expecting to fish them out with a sheet of plastic? Your country is run by deeply illegitimate and deeply craven Satanist morons who just don't care look at the fact that fema isn't on the ground and the red cross isn't on the ground and that these people are not being compensated and moved out and that they're not clearing and confirming over the course of months that this water is safe before they shove these kids back in school all you have to do is flip open your cell phone and wander around and you can see all the dead fish multiple people are doing it watch run
3: this is their filter barrier that they have currently But I think it's important for people to see the dead fish. Um, I'm going to walk under the bridge here above and show you. Coming right up, another fish. Um, There's hundreds of them up here in this area across here. Hundreds.
1: Another fish. Another fish.
0: So would you want your children to drink out of that water? Answer me honestly. I have little kids. I don't want them drinking out of water that is slaughtering fish by the hundreds and thousands. Hundreds that you can see with the naked eye. Thousands. And what do they put up? A little semi-permeable plastic layer in order to protect you and your children? These people are malevolent. And the uh, individuals who actually care on the ground... The people who are living there, including environmental specialists, are saying in no uncertain terms no, what the government did here is they nuked our town, nuked it. Watch.
3: And we're being told that some of those chemicals are dangerous.
5: We basically nuked a town with chemicals so we could get a railroad open.
3: The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency sent a letter to Norfolk Southern stating that ethylene glycol monobutyl ether acrylate and isobutylene were also in the rail cars that were derailed, breached, or on fire. Caggiano says acrylate is especially worrisome. He says it's a carcinogen and contact with it can cause burning and irritation in the skin and eyes. Breathing it in can irritate the nose, throat, and cause coughing and shortness of breath. Isobutylene is also known to cause dizziness and drowsiness when inhaled.
5: I was kind of surprised that when they quickly told the people they can go back home but then said if they feel like they want their uh, their homes tested uh, they can have them tested I, I would have far rather they did all the testing
3: Caggiano says it's possible some of these chemicals could still be present in homes and on objects until you clean them thoroughly
5: so there's a lot of what ifs and we're going to be looking at this thing 5 10 15 20 years down the line and wondering gee cancer clusters could pop up you know well water could go bad
0: So just in case you're uh, wondering, that guy is not some rando on the street. That guy is a chemical and environmental specialist who happens to live in a neighboring town. And his professional acumen is telling him that they nuked the town. That's what the man is saying. Now, go ahead and look at these images. Need to need to actually you need to actually look through the photographic evidence of what these people did. To understand the the true nature of the crime. We've tweeted uh, these videos. Uh, You can see here, that's the explosion. That's the explosion. All of that is poisonous, toxic vinyl chloride that is becoming aerosol in a black cloud of death over a town. What you see in that shot is 500 individual homes, three city parks, 32 private businesses. What you see here, ladies and gentlemen, is the Black cloud from that burn that is floating over the entire state of Ohio. That is the cloud that is not from nature. That is the cloud from the chemical burn that now floats over the entire state and then to the neighboring states, because this is right on the state line of Pennsylvania. I happen to have employees who live in Pennsylvania, and this is going to potentially affect them. And what do you get here? You get the craven unforgiveness. Joe Biden hasn't said a effing word about this. Pete Buttigieg spent two hours in front of a camera yesterday and didn't mention it. This explosion encompasses people's elementary schools, parks where children are playing. This explosion encompasses high schools, churches, small businesses, this explosion right here, in the shot, in the shot. That's what you see. So don't just look at the flames. Look around. You see backyards, with swing sets, high schools. It is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, one of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest environmental, and human crimes of our time. And what are you hearing about it? Nothing. No one's even apologized. These people get five bucks, five bucks each from the companies that did this. And nothing. But if you, if you dare, in the neighboring state of Pennsylvania, if you dare to stand next to a abortion center and pray, Joe Biden's FBI will raid you and will try and put you in prison forever. Sickening. This isn't the only Train, by the way, to be derailed over the last 24 hours. Emergency crews respond to deadly train derailment in Splendora, Texas. This was yesterday. Emergency crews responded to train derailment along the Essex Freeway in Splendora on Monday. In Montgomery County Sheriff's Office, East Montgomery County Fire Department reports, a man driving an 18-wheeler was involved in the crash. He has died. Officials also responded to a train derailment in Enore, Enore, South Carolina. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. In Enor, South Carolina, the train derailed just after 4 p.m. Emergency crews for CSX. The train transportation companies were on the scene and investigating. So I feel like things are spinning wildly and viciously out of control. Just over the last week, you've had four UFOs. You've had four train crashes. Including, but not limited, one that probably just destroyed an entire ecosystem. Nobody's talking about it. You had a mass internet outage where essentially every single internet service provider went down across the country. What the hell was that about? All at the same time. You have Jill Biden kissing Kamala Harris's husband on national TV during the State of the Union. And then you have Joe Biden mumbling, nonsensical, non-English words at the State of the Union, and everybody claps like lobotomized seals. Doesn't give you a lot of confidence. Doesn't give you a lot of confidence in the quality of the people who are running this country. There is an individual that gives me a lot of confidence in the quality of people that used to run this com- country not too long ago. That man's name is Cash Patel. He worked hand in glove in some of the most sophisticated operations during the Trump administration, he's a great man, and a very smart man, and somebody I wish currently had the reins of a lot of different things in this country, but especially the Department of Defense. And we welcome Cash to the show now. Cash, thanks for being on the program. A lot of things going on right now. Not going to ask you about Jill Biden um, kissing Kamala Harris's husband. Uh, that's I think don't think your specialty. But given the fact that you essentially ran the Department of Defense, I'm sure you could illuminate for us uh, what the hell is going on with us spending millions of dollars to shoot down UFOs, uh, not knowing what they are, not being able to recover the wreckage. The whole thing seems like a lie, a cover up or a pantomime for something bigger or something worse.
7: Yeah, Benny, it's great to be back with you. And and two things: I'm so glad you're covering the train wreckage that um, Pete ButtHead forgets to neglect intentionally to ever cover, and the wreckage from that is going to be consequential forever. Also, I'm mildly offended that you don't take me for a romantic by not asking me about the kiss that the Harrises and the Bidens shared. We haven't even
0: talked about Valentine's Day. I'm sorry, man. I come from the Midwest and seeing no, what's happening. I, no. I come from a town I, that looks just like East Palestine, Ohio. I mean, I'm looking at it yeah. on Google Maps. I've never been there, but I'm looking at yeah. it on Google's maps and I'm like, dude, yeah. I, like, I know these people. Like, I, yeah. I was raised in this community, this exact community, Seoul, in Iowa, right, was where I was raised. And, uh, you know, and, and these are the communities that make up America. And they, these craven uh, lunatics, they don't care. They just don't care. It, did, it doesn't matter. If this was something off the coast of California and there was a little seal that had some oil on it, they'd, they'd, the entire world would lose their minds. We'd send them a billion
7: dollars. No, and you're right. These craven lunatics, as you call them, are the ones in charge of the government's reaction and failure as it relates to the balloons or whatever you want to call them. Yes. My biggest problem from an Intel national security standpoint is, A, I bet you they detected it well before it hit the Aleutian Islands. We were just lied about its detection and when it came to us because they fumbled their way through it and didn't know how to act. Then they waited a week after this Chinese balloon, make no mistake about it, was collecting intelligence on American landscape and American individuals, flew over our missile silos, flew over our nuclear waste silos, flew over farmland that China was buying or looking to buy, all the while sending this data back live time. It's not like a VHS tape that has to go back to Beijing and they put in the recorder. This signal feed goes live time to the CCP, They bank it. They banked it for six straight days. And then the balloon gets over South Carolina and the Atlantic Ocean. They say, "Okay, now we're going to finally shoot it down because their their excuse was we didn't want to shoot it down where there were people. That is the worst excuse I've ever heard of. You can actually tactically shoot these things down and know where they're going to land. We have astronauts and mathematical geniuses who calculate this stuff. And now they're like, oh, we can't tell you what was on. CCP balloon. I can tell you it had a payload to collect intelligence. It was maneuverable, which means it wasn't operated by the wind and solar energy and the rays of the sun. That means some guy in CCP mainland was doing this for seven days saying we're going here, we're going here, we're going here, we're going here. And the Biden administration shoots it down and couldn't have our naval assets stationed in and around the area where it was shot down to retrieve it immediately. takes five days to go dig the thing up off the bottom of the ocean because you didn't have the foresight figure that one out either. I mean, the amount of intelligence failures along the way, and then you have the head of Northcom, who used to work for me, a four-star general who's responsible for the territorial safety of North America, literally went out and said, we're not ruling out aliens. That is a talking point that cannot be said without approval and coordination from the Secretary of Defense and the White House. They want to distract away from the terrible train tragedy in Ohio and the other ones you and you highlighted and the terrible intelligence and operational failures of the first balloon and the other balloons we haven't even gotten to and who they might relate to. I don't think most of those are necessarily CCP, but it highlights another massive intelligence failure.
0: So you said they're not CCP. So what are they? Because we have the Aleutian Islands balloon. We have this metal cylindrical object over the Yukon, and now we have the one over Lake Michigan. You ran the Department of Defense. You know these people. You know the actors, and you know the protocols. Two-part question. One, what do you believe these balloons are? Where are they from? Uh, Iran, Russia? I mean, are they not telling us? And, And then what are they not telling us? I don't believe that they don't have the debris. I don't. I'm going to call BS on that. We don't have the debris, Uh, at least Stokin, right? Like, like CIA, literal CIA goblin is like there being like, you know, she literally worked at, she literally worked inside of the intel agencies. And she's like, we can't get it because of choppy waters. It's, that's a lie. It's a lie, right?
7: They have the debris. I mean, well, I would hope that they have the debris, but it goes to the fact that, again, they chose to shoot it down over Lake Huron and had no asset station there to go be like, okay, we're going to get this as soon as it hits the surface of the water, right? And I'm thinking, okay, why we didn't do that is an operational fail, but let's get past that. Now, the fact that the Chinese and the Russians are winning the propaganda game, not just the intelligence game against America by saying, look at you morons, we've floated one balloon across your country for a week while I bet you Russia, China and Iran are doing cyber intrusion activities into our infrastructure and hardware components on a daily basis. And Joe Biden in six months is going to be like, oh, by the way, remember when that balloon thing happened? We got attacked six ways from Sunday by our enemies. But the reason that I don't know who is responsible for these other balloons is because if you examine their payloads, that means the things they were carrying and the stuff they had on them. Um, it doesn't uh, add up to be an intelligence collection apparatus from the likes of a CCP or Russia. That's not saying it could. it's not a non-state actor or something like that trying to do harm to America. Just the way they operate is a little more sophisticated. If you look at the breaking news, which I'm sure you did today, the sensors that were recovered from the red balloon the, yeah. the one we were talking about, the first object, are actual signals intelligence sensors that we know the Chinese Communist Party makes. That's how we know the efficacy and the tailorship of that balloon. I think it's a little different when they're talking about cylindrical objects and the, the way these things just have come out so far is my guess, I'm away from the classified intelligence, is it's not the same style that we're talking about. But the problem is that they're over there. And here's, you want to know something crazier? What if we shot down one of our own you know, balloons, we have them, we float them over America and our DOD just couldn't get out of its own way. And oh, by the way, I just saw that our chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, one of the biggest government gangsters there is, Mark Milley, said the F-16 missile that took a strike yes. at the balloon over at Lake Huron missed. Missed! I'm going to ask you about that.
0: Missed! So, so it's a $500,000 missile. No. Yeah.
7: It, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's mind boggling. I don't even know how that happens. And also, you don't need a missile to shoot down a balloon. That's a whole other story. There are a million ways to take it down without firing a rocket that cost $5 million. Um, but that's not here or there.
0: I hate whataboutism, but since this you, you worked in the last administration and you had a high-ranking position that would be making these kind of decisions, can you game theory out what would have happened if China had dared? And to my knowledge, no one in the administration has said that there is any spy balloon. That they knew of. I can't find a single administration official. I can just find apparatchiks that could say it to try and cover Biden's ass after the fact to try and lie. I don't. I cannot find. Maybe you can correct me here. I can't find a single credible administration official that said, "Oh yeah, we knew of a spy balloon and we hid it from the American public." Now, assuming that all of that is true, if China had dared doing this under President Trump, you would have been directly in. You you would have been had a heavy hand on this response. What would have been the response?
7: Yeah, so quickly. So the former secretary of defense, the former DNI and myself all came out when that false narrative was floated. Oh, it happened during Trump, affirming that it never happened during the Trump administration. We ran the Defense Department, the intel committees and the presidential daily briefing, the most sensitive collection of intelligence that there is to give to the president's cabinet. Not one mention of a balloon because it did not happen. And you know what happened after we made those statements? That false narrative went away because it was a total false narrative that they were trying to politicize again, the national uh, security apparatus of this country. But to your, to your question about um, what we would have done, it's very simple. I know how this conversation would have gone. Hey, Mr. President, there's a balloon a hundred miles away from the territorial waters of, the, of America. Okay, go shoot it down. What's next? There's more important targets. Then <laughs> he would have gone to work on China. We would have figured out China did it in the CCP. And he would have been like, oh, remember those things that we were selling to you that cost $1,000? Now they cost 10,000. And remember how you want to import products into our country for a dollar? Now it costs 100. And those types of tariffs and sanctions, economic instability that we drove into China is what President Trump would have done. He also would have picked up the phone, And said, Hey, Xi Jinping, what the hell are you doing? Not what the situation we have now, where our Secretary of Defense can't even get on the phone with his CCP counterpart. They won't even take their calls. That's the difference when you have a commander in chief who has WASTA on the international stage. And when you have feckless DOD and, and, and presidential leadership that we have now, they're laughing at us. They're like, We'll take your, we'll return your call next week. I mean, just think about it. The United States of America and our military leadership. Cannot get on the phone with the CCP, but General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, will get on the phone to warn them if we're going to attack them. That's the difference. It is
0: truly criminal, and I think that like in a a just society, that would be seen Mm -hmm. as rightfully traitorous to tell our – plans. Dwight Eisenhower wasn't on the phone with Hitler uh, during D-Day, and we just don't – we don't see the world the same way, and we should. We should have simple clarity that these people are our enemy, and they they would take us over in a heartbeat if they – believe that they could get around, you know, the Second Amendment. So uh, I, well, I would like to finish here, uh, uh, Cash, with something that I, I do believe is actually a, a threat to our national security, which is mm-hmm. our infrastructure. You did talk about cyber yeah. attacks. And I'm glad that mm-hmm. you did because I wanted to to, to ask you finally, uh, there is a huge amount of cyber attacks that are going on all the time against by, by state actors, North Korea, mm-hmm. Iran, China, uh, and maybe that was part of the train derailment. We don't know i have seen uh, nobody can get information jd vance can't get information he's Uh the senator this is his district right he's from this area so it's like these people can't get information so we have no idea if this was a cyber attack we know that there have been cyber attacks on the water supply in tampa where i'm broadcasting from right now for instance Uh to try and poison all of us to death And, and this happens a lot and you probably know so much more than i do on this front uh can you talk to me about the train derailment what that looks like to you from the outset uh, you know, and when and, and mm-hmm. what the warning signs are there in the way that the administration is handling it because it makes no sense to me. And I'm sorry for the run on question, but where the hell is the Sierra Club? Where is PETA? Where is, is right. the environmentalist? The EPA, FEMA? Where's the Red Cross? Where the hell are all these people? Their balls fall off. Like what? Ha- what happened? All these environmentalists—they're pushing EVs on us, and then they're poisoning our water supply. Uh, this makes no sense. Something isn't right in this story.
7: And well, that's trying to just, figure out what yeah. it is. That's just it. If this administration had an, had an answer to show that it was an accident, that it, they would have put out a statement. They would have yeah. put out a briefing or the like. What they're doing, in my opinion, is getting the intel community together to conjure up an acceptable intelligence report to get to the likes of J.D. Vance and company to say, we, we are looking at cyber intrusions on a large scale. We can't point to a state actor. They'll delay and kick the football down the road and say, but, you know, we're, we're investigating. The fact that they haven't come out and said it has nothing to do with cyber intrusion. And by the way, from a national security standpoint, our biggest vulnerability are our electric grid systems, which plug into every infrastructure device we have. We call them switches. They run across America and basically make your electricity go on and off and operate literally everything from trains, planes, automobiles and communities. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was a large scale infrastructure attack on our electric grid system, Mm. which then shuts down train systems, operation systems, police systems, whatever. It, it impacts everything. It literally impacts everything. And they're our biggest vulnerability because we haven't un- updated them in like a century. And so to me, those are the two most shocking things. And I don't think we're gonna see a briefing, of course, nothing from Buttigieg and company on the train derailment or anything else, because I think what they're doing is the same thing they did with the balloon. They didn't come out right away and, and give us intelligence and information. They didn't even brief Congress on it. They still have just not briefed Congress on it. And we're 10 days into this affair because they are going out and figuring out and plugging together pieces of intel that they can politicize and say, look, we did our job. We may have made a mistake here. Nothing to see here. We'll fix it the next time around. I think they're doing that currently with the train system, uh, the train accidents that you have pointed out. And they're going to sort of gloss over and say, um, we couldn't. Detect any intrusion, so nothing to see here but an accident. But I'm with you; I don't really buy that for an in- for a second. And if it was an accident, you know who would have said so in the first place? The train company. Yep. They would have gone out and said, "Sorry, we screwed up. Our driver made a mistake, or a wheel broke, or whatever." Right away, they would have been like, "You know, we'll screw up." And also. The fact that they're going out there offering people a thousand bucks in the red in the community, like per head is the biggest telltale sign of something really bad happened. Because if nothing, if it was a true accident, then they're not on the hook for any of this stuff and they can point to the government, but none of this adds up. It's not being handled the way a true natural disaster accident occurs. Yes. Yeah, sure. And I will, I'm with you. I will wait to see the product they put out. But I'm also with you. I don't believe for a second the government cheese are about to feed us on this, the balloon or anything else, because the only thing the Biden administration cares about is weaponizing and politicizing national security to meet a radical left wing um, agenda headline, such as the train derailment happened because we're not hiring enough minorities to operate trains, according to people's judge.
0: Yeah, that's yes, that's exactly right. Like Donald Trump wants to open up or the Keystone Pipeline like wants to go through somewhere and all we care about is the sage grouse for the rest of all time. And here are a million dead fish floating belly up in drinking water for millions of Americans and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Something is wrong here. Something is something is empirically wrong about this story, and that is why we will we will cover it until we get to the bottom of it. Cash. Where can people find your incredible work fighting against these government gangsters?
7: Thanks so much. Fightwithcash.com with a K. My that's my charitable foundation. Go there today, and my new book, Government Gangsters, is on presale. We're do, as Donald Trump put out nicely for me, it's the blueprint to take back the White House and how we restore these agencies and departments, DOD, FBI, CIA, NSA, that have constantly failed us because they weaponized government, how we fix it. Go to fightwithcash.com, get the orange man bad beanie, sweatshirt. It all goes to charity. We gave away $100,000 last year to Jan 6 families, whistleblowers, and activity service members. I want to give away a million there. bucks this year. Go to fightwithcash.com.
0: I love that photo because that's exactly what the photo would have been like. Hey, sir! There's a Chinese balloon. Shoot it down.
7: Yeah. Next.
0: <laughs> now punish China, right? Like that's. I mean, am I, am I wrong? You're I, not even.
7: I, you're not even remotely wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, we miss it. We certainly do, and everyone watching does too. Thank you so much, Cash.
7: Thanks so much, and I'll be on Truth Social all day long at Cash. Go get them. Thanks, Cash.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we love bringing you the access that we have. So day and night, we are on our phones, and we are talking with individuals who are maybe running for president, maybe going to run for president in Congress, in the Senate. This weekend, we were at a conference with the entire Freedom Caucus. We love – we all. the only thing we ever do is we take our contacts and the knowledge that we have, and we distill it, and we give it to you. That's it. We keep absolutely nothing from you. We love bringing in the people who are on the ground. We are speaking with people in East Palestine, Ohio right now. Some of them don't want to come on camera, uh, and we respect that. Those people are telling us that they can hardly breathe, that they are lightheaded, that they're dizzy, that they're vomiting. This is what these people are telling us. Now, I'm not going to tell you what their names are. I'm trying my hardest to get them on camera, but uh, it's a dangerous, dangerous area right now. This is a dangerous story. We love speaking with people like Cash because he actually did the work. He did the job. He doesn't just talk for a living. And this is our responsibility to you to bring people who are deeply knowledgeable about what's actually happening behind the scenes. And that's why we are so interested in our next story, Top Republicans Calls for Investigation into bizarre actions that helped Hunter Biden via the Secret Service. So why the hell did the Secret Service act as a private police force for Hunter Biden when he was banging hookers and buying guns illegally to do coke off them or crack off them, correction, and then discarding those guns into dumpsters next to high schools. Why is the Secret Service functioning as a private police force when the Bidens didn't hold any federal office? Well, that's a little strange. It's almost like all of this was centrally planned. Watch.
3: New text messages found on Hunter Biden's laptop reportedly show the FBI and Secret Service got involved in an incident where Hunter's ex left his gun in a public trash can near a school, despite the agency claiming it was not involved. Now, one agent said, it's kind of odd that we were involving the missing gun investigation when neither Hunter or Joe were even receiving Secret Service protection at that time. And another responding, maybe we were asked for a favor. What are they talking about? What do you mean a favor? A favor?
5: This is a big question because the Secret Service has come back into play now because of the mishandling of the classified documents. And we believe the Secret Service has records of who all was in and out of uh, the house where Joe Biden mishandled those classified documents, especially Hunter Biden. He either lived there or spent a whole lot of time there. But with respect to that text, there are numerous instances where the Secret Service came and tried to bail Hunter out when he was in a jam, Uh, when he was in California and and getting in all kinds of trouble, getting kicked out of a, a very exclusive hotel there, the Secret Service showed up to try to uh, see if there was some way they could get him back to Delaware, to to his family, to to protect him. And then with this gun application, uh, there's reports that the Secret Service went and visited the the gun dealer uh, and, and wanted a copy of the application. And I don't believe the gun dealer gave the Secret Service a copy of that application.
0: Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, if you had discarded an illegally owned firearm inside of a dumpster next to a high school, you would never see the light of day ever again. But the Secret Service shows up in order to ask and demand, actually, and threaten the person who sold Hunter Biden that gun. Hunter Biden is the criminal here, not the gun store owner. Hunter Biden's the one who lied on his federal NICS form, saying that he was not on drugs. And the Secret Service is covering for them. What do they know? This is very bizarre behavior, and we're very glad that James Comer is looking into it. House Oversight Committee Chair questions if Joe Biden is compromised, also important This is not good. We would do the entire show on this right now, but there are other impending disasters in the Biden train wreck of an America that we currently live in. Perhaps we will be able to get to this later in the week. But House Oversight Committee James Comer is expressing also a sense of urgency on Sunday. He said that Joe Biden is compromised by China. Maybe that's why he's not letting the balloons get shot down. James Clapper now claiming that he didn't call Hunter Biden's laptop Russian disinformation. So they're going back on their word. Again, this is just them turning on Hunter Biden. They are all running scared. That is what rats do. When rats are aware that the ship is sinking, the rats live in the hulls of the ship. They are up against the boards of the ship. They can feel the boards break. That's why the rats are the first to flee the ship. James Clapper is a rat, and he feels the boards breaking right now with the Bidens. And trust me, we'll get there this week. We got an entire show ready on exactly what they're about to do to the Bidens. We have some really good inside sources on this. Speaking of people who are inside sources with the Trump administration, his UN ambassador, Nikki Haley, also former governor of South Carolina, has announced her presidential run against her former boss, Nikki Haley, said it's time for a new generation of leadership. What do you think of Nikki Haley? Nikki Haley is now officially announced. As of this morning, we told you that this would happen on february 15th we were just one day off we told you february 15th nikki haley's gonna announce man we were very close very close over the target unlike the american military we didn't have to waste four hundred thousand dollar missile on shooting this uh target out of the sky and here's nikki haley's uh, little little a little portion of her announcement video L- let me know what you think
6: the railroad tracks divided the town by race i was the proud daughter of indian immigrants Not black, not white. I was different. But my mom would always say your job is not to focus on the differences, but the similarities. And my parents reminded me and my siblings every day how blessed we were to live in America. Some look at our past as evidence that America's founding principles are bad. They say the promise of freedom is just made up. Some think our ideas are not just wrong, but racist and evil, nothing could be further from the truth.
0: I- so Nikki Haley has announced that's a full three and a half. That's a three and a half minute video. We're not going to play the full thing. Um, I've met Nikki Haley a couple times. Do not have anything against Nikki Haley necessarily? Uh, but she is going to be one of many people that worked inside of the Trump administration. Mike Pompeo, Mike Pence, John Bolton, that have all signaled that they are going to be running for president. What do you think about it? What do you think about Nikki Haley? Also, very bad time. It's not her fault, but very bad time to use train tracks as a metaphor there. Very bad time to use like like small town community train tracks as like a metaphor for your campaign. That is not great for Nikki Haley. It is Valentine's Day here, ladies and gentlemen, so we do have to Uh, state again, if the Biden administration is listening to us, if there's another Chinese spy balloon, all you have to do is get a box of chocolates and some roses, hand them to Eric Swalwell, let him go up and let that little prick pop that Chinese spy balloon. He'll sleep with anything Chinese. Uh, We also want to state, ladies and gentlemen, for you that we love this country a lot that we like want this country to be saved. These are dark times. I mean, you have like, you know, you have multiple satanic events being broadcast last week. One was the Grammys and the other one was the State of the Union. Uh, We don't want uh, an America uh, to, to go into decline for our food to be poisoned, our water to be poisoned, for our communities to be poisoned, for our skies to be violated, for our eyes to be violated as we watch Jill Biden suck face with Kamala Harris's husband. Locking jaws. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't want that. Dogs and cats sleeping together. No, no. We want to save this place. And so that is why we center our lives on God, family, country. That's what the show is all about. We will tell you explicitly what we care about, who we are, uh, and we'll tell you where we're coming from. We are 100 percent independent on this show. And so your are uh, watching and your sharing and you're talking word of mouth of this program means everything to us. Uh, downloading our podcast is really helpful, and it's so powerful—the uh, effect that we are having—and uh, we're just getting started. We have some really big things in the works, and we thank you for sticking with us. And uh, we like deep—we deeply love you. We love this country. You are members of this country and members of this community, and uh, because we are independent. Well, we can do whatever we want on this show, actually. We decide what we want to do. And so every single day, we decide to read you a Bible verse. And so here is your verse of the day. They who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 40, 31. Let that be a guide to you uh, for peace if you happen to live in East Palestine, Ohio, Uh to walk and not faint. Be careful if you're there. Uh, be cautious. Um, these people are truly malevolent and something's very, very deeply, deeply sinister and wrong about the story. And we'll stay on it. And we'll stay on it because we care about you and we care about what you want to talk about. We follow very closely the news that isn't being reported. And we'll go in uh, to give you the proper information because you, ladies and gentlemen, deserve it. Together, we're going to save this place. We have all the confidence in the world. And we have our eyes fixed on proper victory ladies and gentlemen and we know ultimately these clowns who are blowing up cities or who are you know shooting down fake ufos out of the sky can't even hit them with a missile man they're not in charge god's in control so let that be your confidence today my name is benny johnson this is the benny show see ya